of Movecast. Um, we're joined again by Helen and Mel, who were joined, um, who joined myself uh, on the last last one we did. We are going to carry on this um, kind of section on social media and body image. So I know we we finished on social media and how certain things can make you feel a certain way. So today we're going to carry on with uh, why we think we need to look a certain way and has social media had had an immediate effect on that or has that been kind of just this last year or has it been kind of over a three four year period uh, influences and filters um, again this is all on social media body positive posts and mental health impacts okay so um, we're going to speak about pressure from celebrities as well and clothing in shops so um, I think social media has its amazing platform for, um, you know, makeup tutorials and clothing and everything like that. But there is a kind of a bit of a downside to it as well. So um, one of the things that I've, we've all done our research on this, um, there was a thing, a, a kind of post that came out that there was a woman she went to, I think she's a size 12 to 14. She went to about 10 different shops to get a pair of jeans. Now, she, I think she went to Zara, H&M, New Look. Obviously, there are other clothing shops that people can go to, just a few. They, She bought a pair of jeans and they were all lined up next to each other. Now, she took this photo and they were all completely different sizes. And she had the kind of, she put this out on social media and was like, this is why people are so self-conscious because they think they're a size 10, but in one shop, they don't fit into a size 10. They only fit into a size 12. And I think that message across to people is that it doesn't really matter what size you are, as long as you're happy and you're, you know, you have clothes on. I don't really think size, you know, should be put down um, to the way you feel. And then this will kind of link on to um, diet supplements and weight loss pills. So um, I'll ask you, Helen, first, how do you yeah. think kind of pressure from celebrities has had an impact on diet pills, clothing, everything like that? Oh, I think it like obviously, like you said, social media um, and the way celebrities have their lifestyles and the way they like dress clothes wise. Um, and obviously, like you mentioned, like with dieting supplementation I think it does have a very big impact on obviously not just our generation the younger generation I think they're more heavily influenced by it compared to us um and I just think it's a shame at the end of the day like I know social media is there for it to be a platform for everybody you know but you get some celebrities who are really good at showing you know like an image of themselves with a filter, an image yeah. without a filter, and like the comparison. And I think it's just making for celebrities to make it more aware for everyone that, you know, this we've got this life that is our social media life on Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, whatever, and they have their day-to-day -day life. Like there is no way all celebrities look perfect with like their hair done, you know, the clothes they wear, makeup, everything. Like that is a lot of effort for them to go to every day if they were going to do that. Yeah. And I mean, we'll touch on the kind of um, filters and airbrushing and stuff um, stuff later on. Mel, how do you, what's your perception on it? How do you feel about it? Um, in terms of celebrities, I guess, and, and you said about the clothing and body image, I suppose you don't know how much the media has influenced that personal mm. life. 
who who's put that out because obviously the celebrities put, might put one image out but then it might be twisted a little bit uh when you just going back to you know what they're wearing their size and stuff I think we need to get into the habit of realizing it's okay to not look perfect and actually we don't want to look perfect because mm-hmm. we all look the same and I think it's great that everyone's different and yeah. just going on the clothes sizing I have definitely been one of those people that have struggled sometimes especially if you're a bit more muscular or done training yeah. or yeah. a different body shape um to what all clothes are based on your kind of your more kind of skinnier <laughs> shape what you see is like um like what they called the model like the models you put them on yeah and I've definitely been a person who struggled with you know buying jeans just like really easy can't find jeans because they don't fit um and I I don't I think when they're different sizes I think you need to find clothes that fit your body you shouldn't be fitting into a size I think that's a really good way of doing it but I just think because obviously there's different sizes and stuff I think it just shows how we don't have enough representation of different bodies in the media from celebrities or or even other people who aren't celebrities we just don't have enough different types of people um in all in like advertised really across yeah. shops across social yeah. media across everything so yeah I try because I used to personally get really frustrated when I couldn't just buy normal clothes you know yeah. I have a pair of jeans <laughs> and, and now I just think no you know I need to just find something that fits me I shouldn't be yeah. changing my body to fit into some clothes so but uh, I don't know it's a very tricky tricky question yeah. um I know we we touched on that uh, the last uh, the last series we did about Nike had the um, what they called plus size mannequin um, and I think that is the way that a lot of you know a lot of um companies need to go because not you know mannequins waists are about this big now no one's waist is that big unless you're about five years old and it's like you said it is frustrating it's and you don't luckily we're all we're all old enough now and we're adults and you've said that you're like no I'm just going to find what I like not trying to fit into fit into their size um and I think for me I so I'm five foot two I have to go for petite and it's so hard to find petite jeans. And I think, why can't this just be normal? Not everyone's six foot yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, so another question to Helen, um, have you ever felt pressure to look a certain way and why, if you have? Um, I don't think so, no. Um, obviously now that I'm older, I obviously understand it a lot more how, obviously, you know, look in a certain way, a bit like Mel said, um it's the whole I'm gonna do it for me like not yeah. for anybody else you know and if people don't like that at the end of the day then again it's got like I'm not really that bothered um so no I don't think I have ever been influenced maybe you know if you watch a few programs or you look on obviously Instagram or something and you see somebody's like got a nice uh t-shirt on or jeans or something and you look and you'll be like oh they're quite nice I'll have a look like to see Mm. whether I can afford them or whether they've got them in my size that's where I kind of look for obviously you know being influenced by what people wear just because I like the clothes they wear and I'd probably you know it's similar stuff to what I'd wear anyway but I don't think it's affected me in the way of obviously you know having to go to the lengths of 
change my hair colour, you know, wanted yeah. my teeth nice and white and straight or anything. I just, I've just kind of grown up with just, you know, you do you, Helen, you look what, however <laughs> way you, you do, you. and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, and Mel, the same, the same question to you. Oh, it's true. What I think, person, I think we are influenced a lot more than we like to think we are. Yeah. I think that's probably fair. I think we. I don't think we are ever not being influenced by something. Even to this, even to this conversation, I've I've straightened my hair to have a <laughs> <laughs> you know just just on that, Mel, before for everyone's context, before we came on here, um obviously we've got our move tops on because we're for Move Imperial. And I actually did say to Helen, I said, Oh, I better I better do something with my eyebrows because I haven't in a while. And we, like you said, we have been influenced because we're going to be out in media, yeah. out in the social media. Yeah. I think I personally think we're constantly being influenced, and that's not our fault. I think that's how we've been brought up. I think that's how Western society is. I think we're mm. constantly getting influenced. I think people are influenced at d- different extremes, you know, yeah. and and what you could consider an extreme might be different to someone else someone might consider lip fillers really extreme other person might consider straightening your hair quite extreme so I think I think there is a level of influence influence um always mm. uh, and I just think sometimes we aren't really aware of it um but I think when you do start questioning you're like well why have I bought that why am I doing this why have I whitened my teeth I think and you go back to it and you think because we've been told we have to without knowing we've been told by yeah. social media we've been told by you know celebrities we follow we've been told by eh, eh, so many um so many messages constantly by our friends partners you know about and it just gets reinforced without realizing and then you end up thinking oh I'm doing this because I want to do it and actually you're not you're doing it because you're getting told to do it and you then internalize that as your own thinking so I think we are constantly being influenced mm. and we don't realize and yeah and I think as a as a woman it's just it's much more um I think it's much more magnified um and we maybe we buy into it more or maybe we're just subject to it more I'm not sure so this section is going to be on um, influences and filters so there are a lot of people on social media that um, do certain things to get paid. We all know that celebrities are advertised, um, sorry, have, have endorsements and they get paid per post. So there's some really, really good, good influence that we're going to talk about. So the first one is Chessie King. Um, now, she's a presenter and author. And I know, Helen, you really like her as well because we, we mention her at work sometimes. She is... If you basically if you go on her Instagram, Chessie King, um, I don't know if Helen, you want to quickly look at what her Instagram name is. Um, yeah, if you go on her her page, she is what I what I'm going to call a very normal person. She sits there with cellulite, but then she like like Helen said earlier, because everyone has cellulite. But then she obviously has a different image to say this is still me. It's just a different angle. It's just different light, and and that is completely normal. Yeah. Um, the second person for me is Carly Rowena. She's a vlogger and she um, basically documents her whole life through pregnancy, her wedding. She goes to CrossFit. Um, she has a bit of a home account and she's very normal. So, you know, she'll wake up and be like, oh, I couldn't be bothered to feed Jax who her baby cereal. So she gave her a bag of crisps. And that is normal. You know, if you have a child and you don't want to, they don't want to eat porridge. She just gave us some quavers. And I think that's what we like to see, that everyone is normal. You know, we all say, 
oh, if we don't have, you know, if I had a kid, I'm not going to put it in front of an iPad. You probably will to make it be quiet. You know, everyone's completely different. Um, and the third person for me um, is Rhiannon Lambert. She is a qualified nutritionist. She works at Harley Street and she has her own Instagram page. Um, again, she has had a lot of um, trolling online. So for those who don't know what trolling is, it's when um, people send you basically horrible comments um, about something you something that you do. She recently had a child, so her whole social media has changed around how she feels as a mum and with food and with her with her child as well. So over to you, um, Helen. With regards to um, influencers, have you got any good people, any not so good people, and how do you feel about them on social media? Uh, so I just found uh, Chessie King. Yeah. So if you wanted to know her, obviously it's Chessie and then King with double G, so add another G onto okay. the King. Um, she's one of my uh, favourite, obviously, influence out there. Like you said, you know, she'll have one photo of herself and then she'll yeah. show a different side. Um, there's another girl called uh, Georgie Clark. So hers is Georgie.Clark with a knee okay. on the end. Um, and she's exactly the same as Chessie King. Like she'll she'll put photos out there of her looking really glam, um, you know, and that's really nice to see her all looking like glammed up, you know, ready to go out. Not that there's very much, very many places to go at the moment. <laughs> um, and then she'll do like um, bikini photos where she'll be in a bikini photo, like showing like the posed side of it yeah. and then just uh, looking normal and just saying like, you know, um, getting stretch marks, having when you sat down, you know, your belly just rolls a little bit and all of that is just normal. Yeah. And, um, but obviously... Um, with the negative like people who aren't so influential if I just see something I just block them I'm just like oh I don't want to see that I'll just get rid yeah. of them um, and I know it's really hard for you know with those stats that you were saying all these people trying their hardest to make it normal for everybody and then somebody like, sees that and they just think well, I don't want to be like them. I want to be like this supermodel that looks really good and whatever. And I just think it's obviously, it's probably the same for uh, males as well. They've probably got yeah. influences that they really like, obviously the ones not so much. And I just think it's normalising that our bodies are going to change, you know. They'll change after we've had children. They're, mm. they're changing, like, and it's just normalising the fact that it's it's so like it's okay to have you know days where you just think oh I look bigger than normal or oh my belly when I'm sat down or you know I yeah. just think it's normalizing everything isn't it at the end of the day and it's going to take a long time for that to happen. I personally find influencers so interesting um, because I suppose it's not it's not a new type of essentially marketing isn't it influencers. Yeah affiliates to lots of different companies whoever they choose to work with so it's not a new thing you know someone and selling something but what I find it really interesting with influencers is how they develop that relationship with their followers which has never really been properly exploited essentially before yeah. so you know and because of how social media is constantly changing updating um in as a follower, you end up feeling like you know your influencer, right? Yeah. So because they put lives on, they put chats on, they vlog their day, they put Instagram. Yeah. You you end up being so, you know, like you almost think they're a friend sometimes. Mm -hmm. Probably people do. Yeah. Um, and with that, I think is it's quite dangerous because 
these people don't know who you are mm. but you know a lot about them and they're putting yeah. out of what they want you to see. and in that you end up you end up having this kind of relation like this emotional attachments to them which yeah. makes it very very powerful thing when they start displaying products and they start mm. advertising products because you feel like it's your friend recommending you know oh I bought this new top it's really soft you should have it and you're like oh yeah great I will go you know it's such a powerful tool and I think with influencers people kind of forget that they're actually marketers they're not they're not your friend as much as they some of them are great and they like you know lots of interesting information out there and some of them are very genuine and authentic and Mm -hmm. but they're there that's their job and I think people forget that they do that to earn a living that's their job that's their primary reason maybe initially they they just had Instagram as like a fitness page but it's developed and you know you don't have two million followers for nothing so I think I've got people who I follow who I I think are great um they're very authentic they're very genuine and they partner with certain brands who are those things as well and they seem as much as I trust in them they seem (laughs) to use the products and say you know say oh I use this every day even though the bottle's full and so so I think I think they're good but I think we've got to be very draw the line of we don't know these people they mm. seem like very nice people but we don't actually have a, a reciprocal relationship with them yeah um, it's very one way and I think that's how clever affiliate marketing is but also how dangerous and how people have made loads of money out of it as well one one of my bag, bugbear about social media influencers we don't know what qualifications they have we don't know their background yet we trust in what they recommended they how do they know what the products are they don't have a degree in this yet we're buying that because they've said it's great and that's something that I really struggle with social media they, they're not accredited mm-hmm. um, so I think it's very grey there's someone um so I live in Essex and it's very heavily heavy influence in TOWIE um, there's quite there's some TOWIE people that, li- that live by. There's, um, I'm not going to obviously mention names, um, but there's a person from TOWIE. She is, she's in TOWIE because of where she lives, obviously. But since lockdown, she's now opened her new brand of sportswear and her own, um, her own online fitness pages. Now, she may be qualified, but because she's known from TOWIE, people think, oh, she must know what she's talking about with fitness. And you know what she might do? And I may have missed the post where she posts out her qualifications, but we are heavily influenced that, oh, she's on TOWIE, but now she's selling this, this, that. And now she's, you know, she started these fitness classes. I'll do it as well. And I think you are completely correct, Mel, in that we don't know what we're buying on people. And, yeah. you know, I use this bottle every single day. Well, you clearly don't because it's still full. And they <laughs> may not even use me. that. They may use completely yeah. something else. And I, I, I always think that as well. I just find it so interesting. I just find it so interesting how such a massive industry is so unregulated as well. Super unregulated. And I just think it's almost very dangerous. Like, yeah. what what is going like? you know affiliate links like people claiming their like business coaches and you think you don't you don't even have do you have a degree I, don't, I mean you don't have to yeah, have a degree, yeah. what what knowledge are you selling you've literally yeah. just set a price and you've got because because their social media they've built these hundreds of thousands of followers usually those followers are very like 
very um, committed and very engaged with that. So they'll just trust that person. So that's the issue I have with it at the moment is, and because it's getting much more commercial, even with Instagram creating the little shop tab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, if that says anything, it tells you that's the way it's going. It's getting more and more commercial. And I just think, whoa, like, how is this regulated? Like, is yeah. it regulated? So the next part we're going to come on to, um, staying with social media, is around filters. OK, so um, there are I'm going to go back to Instagram because I'm guilty of using a filter that makes your garden look purple instead of green. You know, I did that in the summer. Um, but when it comes to filters on your on your face or on your body, I think that's a completely different, you know, another ball game, basically. So there a, a filter that springs to mind at the moment is I think it's called the Brackdoll filter. Um, now, I know you girls will remember what a brat doll is. So when I was growing up, or well, when we were growing up, I must have been around 15, 16. And they're, were they Barbies? Like Barbie type dolls? They were, yeah, they were like little dolls, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, like Barbies, but brats, weren't they? Yeah, they were called brats. Yeah. And they had, basically, their lips looked like, looking back now, was that <laughs> their best advertising, but they looked like they had both, um, you know, lip fillers, and loads of makeup and stuff on. Anyway, so at the moment on Instagram, you can look like a brat doll on this filter. And I don't think, okay, each to their own, but I don't think that's, some people may love having it, but again, when someone has that filter and go, oh, actually, I like my lips being that big, I'll then go and get, fil you know, I'll then go and get fillers. And the, what you mentioned earlier, Mel, around, we are influenced and we don't even know it just like that you can make that decision in two seconds you you know you don't even know you've done it um so an example of kind of airbrushing um megan trainer who's a singer she had released a music video um and on when she she obviously you know left her people to do what they need to do with it and it got pushed out to, to the world i think it was about a day later it got taken down and it was because the people who pushed it out without her permission, they airbrushed her waist to look thinner. And she was like, no, take it down. That's not what I look like. Take it down. So it's really good that you see, you know, influencers, celebrities doing that. But then how, how, why did someone think that they would make her look thinner when they didn't even have her permission? So just around that, do you think that what, actually, what's, I'll start with you, um, you Mel, what's your view on kind of airbrushing and filters on social media? Um, well, I've probably been, I quite like the funny ones on the social yeah. media, yeah, the fun, I think, you know, there's no harm. Yeah. And in terms of the ones that kind of make your skin look all clear and your eyes bluer or your teeth yeah. Probably definitely guilty of um, using them, you know. <laughs> I actually recently, because you can save them, can't you now? Yes. So I actually I actually unsaved them because I realised every okay. time I was doing something or sending a picture, I was using a filter. And then, you know, accidentally click off it and you'd be like, oh. And I just think, oh, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I just think, oh, why am I erring at my own face? Yeah. Like, that's not, and I think that's a really small thing but I think it can like that can plant a seed of oh I've got like a wrinkle here or oh I don't like my freckles or something because plant insecurity is just a little filter so I deleted all mine um because I just thought you know what I don't need them um in terms of in terms I think I think it's good now on on Instagram that you, they, you can see if it's got a filter at the top yeah um I think that's good I think 
I think it's good in in publishing when they say it's been airbrushed or added effects have been done mm. I mean it's very small so I don't know how much people are actually looking at that yeah I, mean, I, th I would like to think we could be in a world where that's not ever going to happen but unfortunately it is just because of what we idealize of the western yeah. beauty standards um but I don't know I I just think I think people like Megan Trainer and doing stuff like that I think more of that needs to happen mm. um and more of that needs to happen kind of so like and but advertise that's happened I don't yeah. and I think just off that as well I think to stop doing stuff like that is again like I've said before is diversifying our feeds and diversifying what we see in the media and actually looking at how other people look different or celebrating like imperfections or but also on the flip side of that um I know people who do airbrush like who are photographers or edit their photos yeah. and it's actually an art in doing that as well yeah. it's, it's su there's such an art in airbrushing and yeah. editing because it's not only that what they edit on the person it's what they edit on the background edit on the products and as much as it's bad and it's a false representation of what it is it's still very clever what they're doing yeah. it's still an art form of what they're doing yeah. so I think overall I think we shouldn't we should always have the real image and if there is if an airbrush image I think it needs to be really clearly stated mm. um I just and also the other thing is it's so easy to photoshop and edit now like you can do it on an app yeah. your own face yeah. you do it on social media and what like you know so everyone previously you had to be trained photographer or work mm. work photoshop really well now you can just download an app and like just change your face yeah so yeah I, I do have an issue with it but I just I just I just don't know I just don't know what else we can do at the moment apart from diversifying people in the media and doing what Megan Trainer did and you know making it very clear like people who have had stuff airbrushed either make it shown or yeah not put it out Mel, uh, sorry, Helen, what's your kind of view on airbrushing and photoshopping in bits and bobs like that? I'm not going to lie. I am so guilty of using <laughs> that Bratz filter. <laughs> I'm so guilty. I'll just, just put my hand up and say that to me. That, though, why do you use it? And what? how does that make you feel? I only used it once. Okay. Just to see what I'd look like as a Bratz. Because obviously when I was younger, I used to love having the Bratz like yeah. you know always used to play with them all the time and I was like oh let's see what I look like yeah with this Bratz filter and I was like oh goodness like my eyes went really <laughs> blue like my lips were really like looked as though I had Botox and I was like yeah oh, hang on. that's not what I really look like no um, and then I but I just wanted to see because I was like oh it might be a bit of it might be a bit funny to actually see what I'd look yeah. like as a Bratz and like if they were to make as yeah. brats not that they would but if they did no. um but i am i am guilty of using a filter like with my uh if like you know you take a selfie or like mm. a you know you go out on a walk and you take a photo i'll always like try and edit it to a make filter it better. Or yeah. I'm, like, I'm terrible and i'll send it to my friend and i'll be like oh what do you think of this and she'll be like oh i like this one which is a filtered one and then i'm like no I don't like that one I like the normal one but what that normal is that's real life and I think yeah 
we have this concept of oh let's always try and make things a little bit better and it's not real yeah and that's the thing and I and then sometimes I'll be like oh I'm gonna post this like photo on Instagram mm. and I look at it and I'm like no I don't want to post that like I said because obviously I've put too much filter on it or something yeah. I'm like that's not me like I just want to see want people to see me normal mm -hmm. as just you know this woman working hard doing what yeah. she loves best um but like Mal said when it comes to obviously the filtering photoshops for some people that is their life and that's what yeah. they do like you know you can't you can't turn around and be like oh to joe blog sorry you can't uh put that print out because of the fact that it hasn't got a filter on and yeah. i think we like Mal said we need to be aware of the fact that you know it is a job for some people and that's what they do um and i think it's quite and obviously coming back to the megan trainer thing as well that we need more people like that to be yeah you know like a cover cover shot on on a magazine or something and then the actual real life one because yeah. we don't get to see enough real life and i think that's quite upsetting in this day and age and that people are going to see that and it's like in 20 years time is instagram going to be a thing is there going to be a new social media platform, platform yeah. where this is going to happen there probably will be yeah. and is that going to be is that going to be worse or is that going to be better where it gets normalized and i think i think in school that needs to happen is those talks you know when you're in year seven you learn about sex education great you know what about everyday normal life yeah being pressured into being a girl and what it's like obviously you know all the different body types there is we we don't learn that and i think that's mm. what needs to happen okay you know parents will have the conversations and whatever yeah. but i think there does need to be a bigger conversation you now from school going into college going into uni as you get older you just don't care as much and i think yeah that needs to happen i think that probably comes with i'm gonna sound like i'm about 50 years old here i think that comes with age and wisdom and yeah the older you get the wiser you get and you know that some things that isn't real and it's not how how normal life is and i think you know if you if you said that to your 15 year old self and now would they be two completely different people or would they roughly be the same i suppose you just don't know and i think we may have touched on this before that i was um when i was in year 10 year 11 i can just about remember having a mobile I can't remember being on Instagram. I can't remember being on social media a lot at all. And I think I would now, how social media is portrayed and, you know, if you get bullied at school, that's not, that doesn't just stay at school. Now that gets taken home because people can message you on social media. And I'm so glad that I grew up in the era that that was never really a thing. You got home and you went on Bebo if you girls can remember what that was or you went on msn you just spoke yeah. to your friends there was no like social media platform there's no you uploading a photo you know of when you got home from school or your new your new school bag kind of thing because i can imagine that's what it's now like on social media as a child who's yeah. at school um and actually just touching on that we'll, we'll just go on to the last bit um around the mental health impact so i spoke about the um the statistics around influencers and their um kind of how how they felt so on i did a bit of research on social media um and there i've actually followed this person um on instagram for a long time now um the the name is mellow doodles and her name is melissa webb so she's a mental health illustrator so she has um 
she suffered with her own mental health issues in the past and how she got around that was she then designed her own um kind of body positive post out and you can buy calendars from her you can buy stickers and if, if you follow her it's at mellow doodles um it's a really bright i think it's yellow and pink page um and i think think like that things are really important and she, you know she speaks about her struggles with mental health and and why she you know she came off social media for a while but now social media is actually helping her business so there are kind of pros and cons to it um, the second person is a woman called Lorraine Pascal. So she used to be a former supermodel um, and then she stopped modelling because there was a bit of an expiry date when she, when she was modelling. Um, she then became a chef um, and I've actually got a few of her books, which are really good. And she's now an anxiety coach. So a lot of her social media is around five things you can do today to calm yourself down. Ten things you can do um, over the month to reduce anxiety. So it's lots of little things like that that if you know if you do have anxiety you don't want to leave the house there are people out there to help you and you know when you're at home you sit on your phone it's really good that they're on social media to help you um and the last one is the dove self-esteem project now, i only came across this a couple of weeks ago so their mission um is to help young people all around the world build positive sorry uh, build positive body conf confidence and self-esteem so they have a parent and mentor resource and teachers so they work with schools um for example um with girls um and to get to, to kind of it's a different route into schools with mental health impact so i think dove have done a really really good thing about that um, i'm not too sure if, if many people know around um any you know anyone else who's doing stuff like that um so first question to helen do you know any kind of um, uh, what do we call it? Kind of uh, influencers or um, projects or um, body positive um, accounts on Instagram um, that you follow? And do you think social media has had a, a, a mental health effect on you at all? Um, obviously, like you said, there's the um, Doodles one. I can't remember yeah. her name now. Um, um, doodles. Yeah, and I quite like the. The types of people who do that kind of stuff just yeah. obviously throughout obviously we had our first lockdown now we've we're coming out of our second lockdown and I really like that kind of stuff that tells you like you know 10 things to do you know write a checklist like write a list of things um five tips to help with anxiety or whatever and I really like those because obviously for me being furloughed for the first half and then obviously getting back into work doing the one-to-one -one PT yeah. sessions and um, I just find it really nice to be able to look at those things and like when you just see um little quotes or something um you know talking about like how strong women are or you've yeah. got this today and it just kind of makes you feel a bit better about yourself like we were just um obviously we've spoken before saying how this meant uh this lockdown's had more of an impact i think than the first one did just because the weather's a bit worse you know yeah um, is getting you wake up and it's dark you you have to stay in the house you go to bed and it's dark and you're just spending all your time yeah. in one place and i just really like those ones that obviously talk about your mental health because obviously there's still such a big stigma around mental health and especially you know men's mental health they do obviously november that yeah. uh, finishes doesn't it on Monday and I think that's really great that there's lots of this stuff happening um as well obviously due to lockdown um but have I ever 
Sometimes I think, obviously, you know, when you see the elite athletes being able to do their sport still, and I see, like, England netball being able to train and whatever, and sometimes I just think, oh, I wish I could be one of them to be able to... I don't know how you feel about this, Mel, to be like, oh, I wish I could just be one of those and be able to train or be able to get back in the... and be able to get back in the gym. And that's kind of... In a way, just seeing, like, those kind of posts makes me a bit like oh okay like I've only got another week to go to until we're able to get back in the gym um and like I said before when we've had all these chats is that if I just see something that's a bit like negative or whatever I'll just kind of I'll just delete it or just Mm. like unsubscribe from it you know turn off um like you can hide people's stories and things yeah and in the first lockdown, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I did have days when I'd cry because I was stuck in London and I was like, I just want to go home, you know, see my family because I'm stuck in the same place. Like yeah. obviously the girls who I live with, we get along like really well. What um, you know, but just seeing the same faces over and over again and chatting about the same thing, like it does take your toll on it. And I think, and I'm probably not the only one, like you know yeah. that like cried about it or whatever and that's just because I had so much not anger but I was annoyed at the fact that I couldn't go home and I really wanted Mm. to and that kind of made me more aware of like what I was doing so like I got a uh, I've got a notepad that I have and I just turned it into my lockdown journal and I'd write everything that I did so like when we first went into lockdown I'd write down you know um sunbathed some did some sunbathing you know read this book did this with the girls whatever and it's actually quite nice to write down how I was feeling because it just let out the emotion instead of like keeping it all like contained just exploding um so yeah so I still try to do that when I like when I can obviously in between working and whatever um and that's just kind of my release and it's yeah it's just something nice to be able to do that's um that's a really thanks for sharing with like obviously how you oh. felt during lockdown and stuff um but no I, I really like that idea around the whole the journal of how you felt and it helped you with your mental health because that is that is technically a coping strategy that yeah. some people may not know oh yeah if I write it down it might make me feel better I think like if you've ever had a bit of a rubbish day at work or something and you know you write stuff down or you do something to take your mind off it does make you feel better um, yeah with regards to kind of um your mental health and social media do you think it's ever ever had an impact impact on you at all um I don't think so like I try to um I try to take time away from like I yeah. suppose it's harder for people who are working from home um but I try to take time away from my phone so you know yeah. just so I'm not constantly looking at this, like the feeds of on Instagram or whatever, like, okay, that looks nice, that looks nice, that looks nice. It's a lot harder now, obviously, we've gone in, like, we've come out another lockdown and it's Black Friday and all the deals are on and you're wanting to spend all your money. Um, And that's what I try to do. Like, if I go home to see uh, my family, like, um, I'll put my phone upstairs for me, like, if we've been out for the day, that's fine. But when I co- we come back in the evening, I just put my phone upstairs because I'm like, yeah. now's the time to spend time with your family and enjoy it. So I don't think I've ever been negatively affected affected by it. I just think it's made me see see life in a different way. Obviously, since we've yeah. had the two um, lockdowns and just to you know 
make memories and enjoy it more like enjoy life more than we've ever had like get off your phone for an hour you know yeah. um but no it hasn't really negatively impacted me um so okay. yeah um and the same question to you mel i feel like i've forgotten the question it was with regards to kind of um body positive posts and mental health and has has anything ever affected your mental health with regards to kind of social media um and stuff like that yeah um um what was i gonna say yeah first of all helen that was really nice to hear everything you just said oh, um, <laughs> body positive someone i've actually just recently started following is katie piper the um burns oh, yeah oh i love katie yeah. piper She's and good. honestly like she because okay that background story pre uh in first lockdown um i had a bit more reading blah, 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 and i actually after listening to one another influencer she spoke about kind of tidying up your feed and diversifying your feed so i did do i went through who i follow obviously there's some people who are your friends so you think i'm not gonna unfollow them <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i just went through and and i really um, i was like no unfollow um, and then I actually also started following people who I probably wouldn't have followed before. So people from different um, ethnic backgrounds, people who are doing different things. Um, I actually followed um, some more black women, um, some plus size models. I followed some trans people, um, okay. all types of different people, because I thought actually um, when I looked at who I was following, it was like white, white women like just, cis white women. just on that the people who you unfollowed why did you unfollow them um because it felt like um they had something they were always had something that i wanted or they were always okay. you know, like they always had more money than me or yeah. they always had like nicer clothes than me or always or they were always the other way where they were selling yeah. something and i was like try to sell me stuff constantly <laughs> i don't want this <laughs> and I was like no no yeah. what, actually why am I watching you and I just thought no I'm done so I actually unfollowed them followed loads of new people who I probably wouldn't follow before who are actually super interesting and that's been really nice actually because also I've then been without realizing looking at different bodies looking at different yeah. people and also listening to different people from different backgrounds as well who before I probably wouldn't have um and anyway, so then recently I um, followed Katie Piper because I think she's she's also really a really inspirational person. Yeah. Um, what and not just what she's gone through, but what she's doing now with her business. Um, and what she and she, what she says as well. She every day she does um an affirmation of the day. Oh, yeah. To that. Yeah, and they're really yeah. nice. And then she talks about it from maybe her experience or how how she interprets something and what she thinks it means. And you know, she might not mean that to everyone, but I think that's really positive and it's a really nice positive way to start your day. And and she's not pushing you know buy this buy this it's just no. it's just her and she's also you know talks sometimes about her scars or or today I realized I was using filters loads and actually I should embrace my skin and, yeah. and, and I thought do you know what that, they're the type of people I want to follow yeah. I don't want to follow people who look the same because sometimes I think everyone looks the same as well yeah. like I look at Instagram yeah. everyone looks the same like, yeah. <laughs> so I thought no so so that's kind of what I've done and 
I, I guess like me the personally it's, it's negatively affecting me yeah probably that's probably why I went through that cull of unfollowing people and following yeah. people I realized I, but I didn't realize that myself I had to listen to someone else and then it triggered it in me like yeah that's yeah. making me feel good and I think that's really hard that awareness that kind of self-awareness is really difficult to realize and yeah you know, but just back on back on the the advice stuff on Instagram again I when people give mental health advice again I just some of it's great also I think where is this advice coming from where are you trained in that I mean not everyone has to be trained you know you can just no. sometimes speaking to a friend is the best piece of best or just listening but that's where I just get a bit like you're not a mental health trained person why should I like you yeah. know again it's just that where that kind of their media then becomes advice where it's actually the wrong advice um yeah but generally for me what's made me feel better is just following lots of different types of people from different backgrounds mm. different communities different different voices rather than having the same voice and yeah. even even I know I didn't say I unfollow some friends some friends I had to unfollow as well because they I was just like you're still my friend but I might have to mute you or might have to hide you because actually yeah. you're really annoying me me and, and Helen are now going to check if Mel still follows us <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this oh that's us oh but um no it's no it's maybe more muted because I just think yeah actually I just don't need to see that you've you know done done a run at 6am today because I've got an injured foot and I can't do that and that's making me feel rubbish so I I think I'm just just going on that actually the thing the exact thing you said I'm probably guilty of so I do a lot of running I do a lot of fitness pose and I don't until you've just said that man I don't think that's I don't think I've ever realized how it makes someone else feel who can't do that yeah and for you to literally just say that I've been like oh yeah I'm I'm that person and and you know it's so good that this conversation has brought that up because it may be the case that you you know you've got a friend who has alopecia for example and you you know you're dyeing your hair all the time and you're cutting your hair and changing your hairstyle but would you stop and think how that made your friend but yeah but also you shouldn't have to change your instagram no. posters to suit my appetite no. No. it's what i'm engaged yeah. so if i want to engage in looking at your runs leisha i will but you're not you're like do you know what i mean but yeah in, i i like that but actually it's what i i as an individual decide to engage with and if yeah. I'm engaging with that, knowing that that's going to make me really sad because I haven't been able to run for like eight months, then that's my own fault. That's nothing to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also like what you've got. Uh, to do yeah. yeah. The thing is, so well. if I if I said to you, Mel, what we'll wrap our, our series up here, but what what advice would you give to your old to your fifteen year old self? Fifteen year old self. Yeah. Wow. Helen, Helen's now got a bit of time to think. <laughs> Damn, why did I go first? <laughs> I should have asked you this at the start, but no, 50 year old self. Um I would probably say don't waste time on social media. And if, you are go- and if you are going to, make sure you're following really positive, yeah, cheering, genuine people. Um 
and just like and just embrace yourself and love yourself that's what I would say. I really like that yeah that's nice um, Helen what about you um oh wow like <laughs> that's a long time ago <laughs> Um, mine would probably be similar to Mel just spend less time on your phone you know spend time with your family and make the memories that you can make with everybody because you don't know what's around the corner and just yeah and if you are on social media like Mel said just follow follow people that make you happy don't follow people because they've got this that and the other just do what makes you happy and you know if people don't like it at the end of the day that's their fault you know again you do you and you love yourself and again about things you know getting it out there being able to stop the stigma around you know how we look what we buy and you know all of that kind of um stuff that we've mentioned in the past two series that we've done and that's what I say to myself perfect thank you I think I think my 15 year old advice would be it doesn't matter what you look like in in the grand scheme of things no one cares what you look like no one cares if you wear a size 10 pair of jeans or if you have a size 28 pair of jeans honestly no one cares and I think going back to the becoming the wise owl you you realize that as you get older that it doesn't matter what brand of handbag you have as long as your handbag can hold your belongings in it you know I I don't know if you've seen the post around um some people have a handbag that's worth 500 pounds but nothing in it because of what it looks like kind of thing so yeah just just a few things to take away from it well thank you very much ladies um it's been really nice to it's a really nice to kind of I know I work with you but it's really nice to kind of chat about certain aspects that affects every single person in completely different ways um, and we don't obviously don't have time to in depth in the office so it's been really nice so thank you we will be carrying on these um series probably in the new year so if you've got any suggestions on what you'd like us to cover um give me an email at l.weg at imperialdac.uk and we can take things on board but thank you very much for tuning in mm-hmm.